The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. How are you now? How are you now? Uh, my guess is probably not so great if you're a Habs fan. Uh, that didn't go the way that we thought it was going to go. Definitely not. Uh, Montreal Canadiens lose 2-1 to one in overtime to the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, evening the series up at 2-2. Two to two. Uh, Welcome to episode 15 of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes on the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and uh, yeah, I'm not super happy about that uh, whatsoever. I'm also not super happy about those clickety-clacks that you can hear in the background there. Snoop, settle down, buddy. My dog and my cat are currently going nuts, and it's like uh, almost 1 a.m. I was downtown for the game. I was on City News again. I guess I'm famous now. Uh, but um, I'd, I'd really like it if my animals would just, you know, go, hey, calm down. Christ. Good thing I love them. Otherwise, uh, I might get rid of both of them right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, can't get rid of the Montreal Canadiens, can I? Nope. Um, what's that line from uh, from Brokeback Mountain? I wish I knew how to quit you. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about about the Habs at this point. I mean, um, how, how do you go from a game, winning a game that you had no business winning to losing a game that you had no business losing? I mean, I'm not upset at the Habs. I'm not, I'm not in any way considering ending my relationship with the Montreal Canadiens um, because I, I love this team. I have the logo tattooed on my chest. I'm not going anywhere, so that's pretty obvious but that was probably the most frustrating game I've ever watched my team lose I mean something to be said for the officiating but we'll we'll get to that I mean what happened they started out the game fantastically I mean they came out uh, the first period of game three was like the the Golden Knights were just dominating it. They looked unbeatable. They looked like they were just a, a complete league above the Canadians. And then the complete polar opposite happens in Game Four. The Habs come out and they look like the better team. They just, in every facet of the game, looked better for the first twenty minutes. No score. Robin Leonard played well at one end. I mean, oddly enough, Robin Leonard gets the start over Marc Andre Fleury. Um, even though, I mean, Fleury didn't really seem like he deserved to be taken out, but he did. He got taken out, and uh, Leonard played really well, and Carey Price did as well, and we ended the first period 0-0. Habs, however, looked like the better team. Unfortunately, um, you know, weren't able to get anything out of it. 
but they go into the second period uh, feeling pretty good. Definitely feeling like they've got control of the game, right? First penalties of the game uh, come up, and uh, surprisingly enough, they don't actually call the first penalty against Montreal. Well, they do, uh, but it's against Shea Weber as well as uh, Thomas Nosek uh, for unsportsmanlike conduct, so they call them both. We go to four-on-four. Uh, we see what that looks like, and we, we don't like how that looks. Definitely the, the Golden Knights look a little bit better at 4-on-4, four four, but uh, they get out of it. And sure as God's got sandals, the first individual penalty of the game goes against the Montreal Canadiens, against Nick Suzuki for hooking uh, about 16 minutes into the second period, I want to say. Uh, I could be wrong. It might have been 17. It was pretty late. But the Habs, as they have pretty much every time in this series, kill it off. And just after they kill it off, I mean just after they kill it off, Paul Byron gets sent in on a breakaway. Paul Byron, the greatest waiver claim in the history of the Montreal Canadiens, goes to the forehand this time instead of the backhand like he did last time, and he scores. And it's one nothing for the Habs. We're feeling great. We're feeling fantastic. I mean, they are controlling the play. We're up one nothing. We deserve to be up probably more than one nothing at that point. But all that matters is the Habs have a lead. They deserve to have the lead. And they're looking like they're in command of the game. And that's how the period ends. Uh, the Habs have a one nothing lead. We're going into the third with that lead. And uh, they're trying to defend it, and they're doing fantastic in terms of how they're defending it. I mean, they're playing well. Uh, unfortunately, about halfway through the period, you know, puck gets thrown back to Braden McNabb. He throws one on net, kind of ricochets off Carey Price and into the net. One that Carey Price would probably love to have back, but, you know, I, I refuse to put that one on Carey Price and to blame him for that goal because he has been playing so well and he played so well in that game up to that point that, you know, that's just a goal that kind of, you know, you, you you hope it doesn't happen, but sometimes it happens. Sometimes goals like that happen. So you got to get over it. And the Habs did. And they continued playing very well, pressing, trying to get a goal to bring themselves back on top. And they couldn't. Goes to overtime. Less, uh, no, just over a minute into overtime. Mad scramble. Price down. Net's empty. Nicolas Roy finds the puck. Puts it up top. Habs lose. What can you do? I mean, the, the, the Habs played about as good a game you could ask them to play. Uh, there's, there's no sense crying over spilled milk. And this is them losing a game that they deserve to win after winning a game they deserve to lose. That's pretty much it. I mean, they didn't really deserve game three whatsoever. They benefited from that bad uh, Marc-André Fleury mistake, which ended up getting him pulled from the net for whatever reason for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and then they won it in overtime. And this time, you know, they just, they deserve to win. And that's probably the most frustrating part is that, you know, you, you, you watch them come back in a game where they really didn't deserve to be in it. And you, you got a chance to take a commanding 3-1 series lead. And you can't capitalize. I mean, it's unfortunate. 
Unfortunate. Um, and that brings me to the part of this podcast I didn't want to have to record, but uh, as we all know, I do enjoy complaining about the officiating, and once again, uh, they managed to not disappoint in terms of how brutal they were. There's one event that I really want to zone in on, and it was at the end of the second period, and it happened to feature Braden McNabb, the same guy who ended up tying the game halfway through the third period. He punched Nick Suzuki in the face directly in front of Chris Lee. Chris Lee, the the referee, just to be clear, is standing about five feet away from where Braden McNabb punched Nick Suzuki in the face and doesn't call it. I mean, I don't know what it would take at this point for Chris Lee to be removed from the equation so the Habs don't have to deal with his blatant and consistent, and I mean consistent when I say consistent, I mean consistent over the course of many years bias against the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know what it'll take to get him out of the equation. If that doesn't do it, I don't know what does. Because he's standing right there watching it happen and somehow just shakes his head no, like, no, there's no problem with that. That's okay. I mean, if he calls that, which he should have, then the Habs would have started the third period with a five on three. It would have changed the, it would, it would have completely changed the game, probably. We'll never know now. We're never going to get to find out, thanks to Chris Lee. And it's, it's nothing new with him. I mean, the statistics have been put out there. People have gone and taken a look at, you know, the entire career of this guy, Chris Lee, when it comes to the Montreal Canadiens. And I'm, I haven't done the math myself, so I don't know if this is accurate. I'm trusting other people who have shown me the math. The Habs get 13% more penalty minutes when he's officiating regular season games, and they get 21% more penalty minutes when he's officiating in playoff games. If that doesn't indicate a clear bias against the team, I don't know what does. I mean, if you're not going to call a, you know, a sucker punch directly to the face of a player five feet away from you, what are you going to call? Like, what penalties are you going to call? Do they like? Do we need to see somebody from the Vegas Golden Knights straight up pull a Marty McSorley and just hack somebody in the side of their head for him to put his arm up? What do we need to see for him to make a call? And since that's the case, what do we need to see before he gets removed from the equation by the NHL and they say, all right, you know what? You're not going to ref the Habs games anymore because clearly you can't do it properly. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I think it, it has to be said. Uh, they definitely missed some calls uh, that they could have made against the Canadians. For sure. The, the Habs were not uh, saints in that game. Uh, they probably got away with a few things that, that they should have been called for as well. Uh, not probably. They, they definitely did. There's a few cross-checks that should have been called. I mean, definitely, they let a lot of things go in that game in general. But specifically, I'm zoning in on Chris Lee here. Because that guy, he doesn't call anything in favor of the Habs, ever. It's a fact. It's a well-known fact. And we've seen it over the course of many years. So, I mean, 
he cannot possibly be allowed to referee another Montreal Canadiens game. Otherwise, you're just basically handing the other team, you know, half of the game officiated in their favor. It's it's, it's disgusting, and um, that's that's all I really have to say on that. I mean, I hope he steps on a Lego. I hope he steps on more Legos than Mark Shifley does for what he did to Jake Evans. But but I digress. Um, the Canadians, they can't sit around feeling sorry for themselves. You know, they deserve that game. They absolutely deserve that game, but they didn't deserve the game before that. So realistically, I mean, if things go the way that they are deserved to go, then the series would still be 2-2 anyways. It just would have gone the, you know, the opposite way. They would have gone down to one, and then they would have tied it up. So at the end of the day, it's it, it comes out to the same thing, and they have to regroup. They have to go back to Vegas and try to win that game. And if they do, you know what that does? If, if the Montreal Canadiens go to Vegas and take game five, they will get an opportunity to win this series on home ice in game six. And game six will be played on Saint-Jean which is La Fête Nationale du Québec. It is our national holiday. Everybody's going to be off work. Everybody is going to be downtown. Everybody is going to be watching that game. Whether they're downtown, Hochelaga, South Shore, West Island, doesn't matter. Everybody is going to be watching that game. It would be an unbelievable scene if the Montreal Canadiens could take their ticket to the Stanley Cup final on Saint-Jean in Montreal in front of a Montreal crowd. I mean, there's no... I don't think there's a better story in Montreal sports than that. So that's what they should focus on. Don't sit there and dwell on the officiating. Don't sit there and dwell on the fact that you couldn't complete a game that you deserve to win. Sit there and think about the opportunity in front of you. And I hope that's what they do. Because if so, you know, they have an opportunity to, again, pull off something that is heretofore unseen in the history of Montreal sports. I mean, you can't script it any better than that. So that's what they have to do is they have to try and make that script come to life. That's it. Can't dwell on the past focused on the opportunity in front of them and that's it you know I mean what a disappointing loss disappointing loss I mean huh. player of the game I guess uh, I guess I got I got to give that out because I do every time I do one of these episodes uh, I'll I'll give it to Paul Byron I mean Paul Byron man what, what can you say about that that guy Best waiver claim in the history of the Montreal Canadiens. They put him on waivers themselves, what, three times this season? And this guy still comes out in the playoffs and he's, you know, putting up big goals and big games. What more can you possibly ask from him? Amazing. I mean, it's just unfortunate that they weren't able to, you know, get it done and win that game after what he did sucks it sucks but anyways uh we'll we'll be back at it on uh what on tuesday night 
Tuesday night, we're back in Vegas. Hopefully the Habs can pull that one off. And if they do, like I said, they get an opportunity to win this damn series on home ice, on Saint-Jean, in front of a Montreal crowd. And that would be so perfect. Just unbelievably perfect. So that's it. Um, Thank you for listening. Today's episode, we're running, uh, well, we're going to get pretty close to 17 minutes again. So, uh, vraiment une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. Um, we are on Spotify, uh, Apple, Google Play, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a line. Let me know. How do you feel about Chris Lee? I love to hear it. I bet you I'm going to have an article about it tomorrow on Eyes on the Prize. Keep an eye out for that one. Uh, it'll be the third time in a row that I write an article about the officials. Of course, you know, it's on brand when it comes to me. But uh, that's it. I appreciate all of you. I hope that we're all as excited to see this eventual scene that I am trying to speak into existence of the Montreal Canadiens winning this series on home ice on Saint-Jacques. But as always, we still got a game before that, so I like pressure.